Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex coach and jade egg and tantric sex teacher. I work with luxury lovers, teaching them the art of better sacred sex by helping them remove all their blocks to pleasure, turn on confidence and connection so they can step into their fullest potential and power as humans and alchemists in the 3D. If you'd like to learn how to release shame and guilt destroying your sex life so you can feel fully sexually liberated and free, you can access my How to Release Shame and Guilt training at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shame. This episode is brought to you by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome back, my loves. It's Tilly here sounding all nasally and such because I came down with a pretty gnarly sinus infection after coming from Mexico back to New Orleans. Uh, where we didn't know it at the time, but we were coming back to Armageddon, y'all. It was pretty rough here. Uh, we got here right after, four days after Hurricane Ida had hit, and the power was out when we got here, and it didn't mix very well with my sinuses. <laughs> I think things were already starting to mold, and mold and I don't do well. So here we are. Uh, we came back from Mexico just to touch base, take care of some things at home, uh, to prepare to be away for a while because we are moving to Costa Rica. Yes, I'm so excited to be in a place where I get to wake up on the Pacific Ocean and go surfing every day if I want to. It's going to be epic. Can't wait for this amazing transition happening uh, in just a few days. So today we're going to be talking about modern feminism and how it is sabotaging your sex life and relationships. Now, I can't believe that I'm even sharing this with y'all. I know last week our episode was actually a thought piece that I had written and I just read it because it was so epic. I was like, oh, this has to get out on the podcast. Uh, but this one is much more conversational because I wanted to talk about more of a story. Okay. I used to consider myself a feminist and I didn't understand or really know how much that the feminist movement until I started working with men, I didn't realize how toxic uh, the feminist movement has been to men and their understanding and sense of their masculinity and how it has affected their sexuality and has led to sexual dysfunction. Now, again, I will tell you that I used to think I was a feminist and whatever. And again, it wasn't until I started working with men before I started to wake up to how modern feminism is actually sabotaging your sex life and relationship. With the sinus infection that I've had, I tried to do nothing. I really, really struggle doing nothing. I am a doer. I am an action taker. And I, I basically have to be forced to stop doing stuff. Like I have to get really sick before I will slow down because I love being productive. I love being active. I love going on adventures and doing things, you know, even if it's not work wise, I want to go on adventures and have fun and like sitting around the house and doing nothing is not my cup of tea. 
Anyway, I couldn't do anything for two days straight this past weekend. And I was like, oh my God, am I actually going to sit down and watch trash TV for an entire day? And I was like, yep, I am. That's exactly what I'm going to do because it's the only thing that's going to keep me still long enough to get through this freaking infection and my sinus cavities. So that's what I did. And I watched the Sex Life Netflix series. Y'all, this show drove me fucking crazy. First of all, because you had no idea how it was going to end until the very end. Uh, it was like, I think she's going to end up staying with her husband and choosing her husband. So it's all about this, the main character, Billy, who, you know, she, she's this empowered modern woman who has, you know, spent time in Soho in New York and, you know, she had this fantastic, incredible young adulthood, uh, going through Columbia University and going to college and, you know, always went out and partied and slept with lots of men. And basically what most of us would consider like, you know, what I call surface level sexual empowerment, right? Women that feel like they're sexually empowered because they don't carry shame or guilt around who they sleep with, how many people they sleep with. Great. More power to you. That's wonderful but it is very surface level. Okay. And this woman, she becomes a mom and she has, you know, like a three-year-old maybe, and then a baby. And her husband is like the perfect husband will do absolutely anything for her, would give her anything she wants, would buy her anything she wants. And he has an amazing job. He checks off all the boxes and he is just like the dream guy. Right. And the, ex-boyfriend who she starts fantasizing about after she has kids. Well, he's of course the bad boy type, drives a motorcycle, works for a record label, um, you know, makes a ton of money. All of a sudden has it has an Australian accent too, <laughs> or maybe British. I think it's Australian. I'm not great with accents, but I think it's Australian. Anyway, um, of course, the bad guy's name is Brad, and the good guy, good guy's name is Cooper, which is like just according to their names. I mean, come on, like clearly Brad is the bad guy, and Cooper is the good guy. Anyway, so Billy, the main character, the mom, she starts having fantasies that she's writing about in her journal, and Cooper, her husband, finds the journal and reads it, and it starts this whole interaction of her reconnecting with her ex from eight years ago, and her trying to decide to decide what she wants. You know, she's in this postpartum state where she's confused about her identity, uh, which you know, so many of my clients are right at this space when they come to work with me, but she's confused about who she is and what she wants in her life. And she has no idea. And she's like, oh, should I leave and be with Brad, who is the best sex of my life? Or should I stay with my husband, who's like 85% of everything I ever wanted, but the sex, not so much. So what's interesting about this show is that there was one time when it comes out that she discusses the lack of sex and how he didn't touch her for a long time after having a kid. I don't know if it was the first or the second. I don't think they specified, but he didn't uh, initiate sex with her for a while after her having a baby and they had never talked about it. <laughs> so this is the part that drives me fucking bonkers is that people expect their sex life to be great, even if they never talk about it. And I'm sitting here thinking like, 
Um, hi, like, do you think your money situation would be good if you never talk about money? Do you think your health would be good if you never talked about your health or put any effort into it? I don't understand how people don't get this, that, um, yeah, you're a couple, you got together most likely because of sex and attraction. So do you think you should talk about it? I, I once had a lady who I talked with on a call who had not, she'd been married 21 years, had not talked about sex to her husband in 20 years. She's like, no, we haven't had a single conversation about sex in 20 years. I, and my jaw just dropped. I was like, honey, you need a therapist. Like I can't help you. Like that's beyond what I can help you with. Right. You need to go see someone else before. Anyway, I, I, I just don't understand. At least this lady wasn't that bad off, but what's interesting about the show is, you know, Billy, the main character, she goes back and forth between, you know, trying to decide, does she want to leave her life, her suburban, perfect suburban life where her husband gives her absolutely everything and anything. Uh, and he's okay in bed, but it's not the best sex of her life with Brad. And instead of talking about sex, they never talked about like what it is that she really needed from him. She just said that, well, you didn't touch me for a long time. She ends up saying, okay, they make you think that she's going to end up sticking it out with her husband and to choose him and that she's going to work on her marriage, right? That they're going to go to couples counseling and they're going to do the thing and they're going to work it out. And he, in the meantime, he's like losing trust in her. He has no idea what to do anymore. (laughs) He even contacts Brad, the guy and meets up with him. It's just drama, drama, drama. Okay. And you're like, Oh, great. You know, they're going to work it out. Awesome. Like they totally have potential. They just need it. They haven't talked about the sexuality part and they can get through this. And then at the very last two minutes of the entire season, Oh, I got so pissed. What does she do? They're at a uh, little show for one of the kids. I don't know, some sort of uh, (laughs) kids play or something. And she's having this fantasy of Brad and all of a sudden she gets it and or she thinks she gets it in my opinion. And she decides that she's going to go to Brad's house and she's going to say like, there's this whole narrative. She's saying it as the scene is acting out. She's like, you know, we women, we can have it all and we can have it all right now. You don't have to have it all and then wait because the old narrative is that like you can have it all, but just not at the same time. And she's like, no, that's wrong. You can have it all and you can have it all right now. I'm a woman and I get to decide that my desires are worth it. So what does she do? She leaves the kids play, the three-year-olds play with her husband. And they were like, so lovey-dovey in the, in this very moment. And she leaves and she goes to Brad's house. She shows up at his doorstep and she goes, now this doesn't mean anything about me leaving my husband. I'm not going to leave him. Doesn't change anything, but fuck me. And then the whole series stops (laughs) or at least that season. And I'm thinking, Oh my God. So first of all, number one, I would love to see the next episode of this. I would love to see the next episode. Uh, and second of all, what the fuck? You didn't ever have a conversation <laughs> with your husband about going fuck your ex-boyfriend. They had many conversations, right? But never about her just deciding to open her relationship. She took a unilateral move and opened her relationship. 
and basically cheated on her husband because she never talked about it with him. This is fucking horse shit. And this is the narrative that modern feminism is dishing out to people. And I am I'm going to take a stand and say, this is horseshit. This is not how you maintain a relationship. This is not how you make a relationship better. This is not how you fix a relationship. I cannot tell you how many couples that I have spoken to who say, oh, you know, well, we thought about opening our relationship and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, how is your relationship? And they're like, oh, yeah, we hardly ever talk. It's a mess. And I'm like, and you think opening your relationship is going to fix it? Okay, have fun with that. I literally do not know a single person who has opened their relationship when their relationship sucked and that it worked out for them. Okay, there are very few people that opening your relationship up sexually is the right option for very few couples. Is that the right option for, okay? Most people sexually can work out the sex problems, not all of them. Okay. But most of them and the, (laughs) just the lack of education. And I, I don't understand this narrative. Maybe someone can explain it to me, but who in their right mind would think, Oh, my relationship sucks. I should just go fuck other people. Where do people get this from? Like, I, I, and my only thought is modern feminism. Oh, we can have it all and we can have it all right now. I don't have to talk to my husband. I can just go do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. Now let me tell you why this is sabotaging your sex life and relationship. Okay. Not only is it obviously, you know, <laughs> I'm very curious if Netflix actually makes an, another season of this. They probably will, but. I, in my opinion, there's no coming back from this, right? Especially considering the history of what these, this couple had been through. Modern feminism says, I don't need a man. I can do it all on my own. I get to do whatever I want to do. And I can go and fulfill all of my desires on my own. I don't have to work for it. I can just go do whatever the fuck I want to do. Well, the truth is none of us are meant to do this alone. Let me go back to the fact that that's fucking selfish. Okay. First of all, what she did was selfish, but what most of modern feminism is saying is that I don't need to involve him. It's a unilateral move on my part to do whatever I want for my life. That's right for me without ever considering the relationship or the relationship container. Okay. This destroys relationships. (laughs) This is why relationships end. This is why people kill themselves sometimes. This is why people go on, you know, that go to therapy for years and years and years because of someone who does something like this. Modern feminism says that you don't need a man. You can do it all on your own. But having a masculine partner in your life that loves you, that supports you, it provides safety and belonging and love, which what happens when you feel safe, loved, and like you belong, you thrive. Go look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, relationships are a part of our social instinct. No one is meant to do life alone. There are some people who are not on a path of relationship, and that's usually reserved for spiritual masters and gurus. But unless you're enlisted in that type of work in your life, unless that's the path you have chosen, then most of us are on a path of relationship because that's how we heal and 
that's how we grow and expand. So those on the relationship path, it's okay to admit that to truly thrive, that you need a relationship. But what I'm seeing on TikTok, not that I have a TikTok account, but I know what goes on TikTok. Okay. Uh, the things that I see going on in the social media world is that you don't need to be in a relationship. Everything is neutral. You can do it all on your own. This is a hyper trauma response to neglect. Did you know that? Yes. Being overly self-reliant and hyper-independent is a trauma response to the experience of neglect. A lot of women that didn't get raised with a healthy father figure will go into this trauma response of over self-reliance and hyper-independence touting, I don't need a man. This trauma response sabotages women's attempts at dating to find a masculine committed partner because not needing a man does not awaken his instinct to protect you if you are operating in hyper-independence and over self-reliance. And if you're in a relationship, you've been with a person for a while, a man for a while, well, not needing a man doesn't awaken the alpha version of him that is fuckable. If you go back and watch that show, why does she like Brad so much? Because he is a goddamn alpha male. Okay, he is an alpha. Cooper, eh, maybe he has alpha moments, but he's definitely more beta. Okay, so why do you think she's so attracted to him? Because he's fucking hot as fuck, knows what he wants, chases after her like crazy and doesn't back down. That is fuckable. That's desirable. That's a, that's passion. That's desire. That's, mm, it's all the things women want, but are scared to admit. And that modern feminism tells them that it's wrong to want those things because you don't need a man. Fuck that. I'm sorry, but fuck that. Women don't want to fuck beta men or men that have been so emasculated from women touting their war drums of how they don't need them. And they've lost touch with their instinct to fuck. I learned this from working with men. (laughs) Okay. I learned this from helping men to restore their masculinity, to restore what it meant to them. Because the things that they had picked up from society and from women in their life are that my masculinity is toxic. It's bad. And I don't have a place in this world. All right. This isn't okay. There's just as much a need for a divine masculine rising as a divine feminine rising. There gets to be balance here. And in a world with the entire world situation we're experiencing right now, we need alpha men standing the fuck up saying no more, no more of this shit, no more of these tyrannical governments telling me I can't even leave my goddamn home to go outside. What the fuck? is that? Please, men, stand up. Stand up. Grow some balls. Get your testosterone levels back. I've said it on here before, but it it is so important. So important. And the whole feminine narrative, the modern feminism narrative, I mean, this this is a touchy subject to talk about. It scares me to even put this out there, to be honest with you. Because this is something I know a lot of my audience has respected me for my stance on certain things. But over the last two, three years, I just can't take a stand for a lot of those things anymore because I've woken up. I've realized the toxicity in modern feminism. Huh, interesting. Now, I'm not saying 
the feminine is wrong or the divine feminine is wrong, but just the whole movement and the mainstream narrative that we're getting in shows like this, I, I just don't, it, it, the world will not go in the direction that we're hoping it will if this crap continues. All right, my loves, uh, I'm done with my soapbox. If you enjoyed this, then I ask that you subscribe to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast and that you share this with a friend. I know I've become more polarizing in what I have been saying lately, and that is absolutely intentional. That is intentional. I hope a lot of you go away that don't resonate, and I hope to magnetize those of you that get it even closer. The world is becoming more polarized, but we are all one. We are all one here to bring in the new earth, but the truth of masculine feminine dynamics must be known in order for that to happen. People must wake up. They must wake up from the coma. They must exit the matrix. It's required. So let's do this. Those of you ready are the ones that are resonating. Okay. Those of you not, you're not there yet. See, uh, be on your way, go find your perfect path to awakening somewhere else at a different time, a different way. All right. Love you all so much. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this, please share with a friend and subscribe. Talk to you next week. Bye.